Yowza, 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 indeed. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Matt Kennedy, one half of the Five Films From podcast here. Wanted to take a second today before Todd and I get started on the episode to say thanks for listening. And to ask that if you've been enjoying the show, make sure you like, subscribe, and maybe even leave a five-star review on the podcast platform of your choice. Doing that's going to really help us to connect with more movie-loving listeners just like you. Also, we wanted to give y'all an update on some of the stuff we're working away on for Season 2. Got a lot of good episodes lined up real soon. For example, uh, Todd's currently editing our two-part season premiere on five films from... It's actually going to be ten films from the two-part, or we're going to be doing Brian De Palma. We'll also be gonna getting into some more idiosyncratic stuff with guys like Stuart Rosenberg and Larry Cohen, as well as you know real Hollywood legends like Robert Altman and fan favorites like John Landis and Tony Scott. Again, be sure to subscribe so you can be among the first to hear all of our newest five films from content as soon as it drops. Totally. Lastly, if you're still listening, <laughs> be sure to be on the lookout for our upcoming Patreon feed. We'll be offering all kinds of bonus episodes, things like double features, commentary tracks, etc. 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 And special things like five films from directors who have only made one film and five films from the 70s disaster movie genre. Absolutely. So yeah, a lot of things lined up, good things on the horizon for FFF. And yeah, that's all I got for you. Enjoy the show. With Mac Kennedy and Todd Edmondson. Okay, so Bob's last movie was 1983 Star 80. When the editor of Playboy told me I'd won Playmate of the Year, the first thing out of my mouth was, are you sure? <laughs> a few years after all that jazz, this is a movie that's the story of Dorothy Stratton, the Playboy model who was murdered by her boyfriend, Paul Snyder, back in 1980. Yeah. Um, so that's what this movie is. It takes a similar structure to Lenny in that it is a sort of biography film told via these like interview bits, interview yeah. bits, yeah, mm-hmm. and intercutting different things to mm-hmm. to kind of create, uh, and that makes sense. Alan Heim, same editor as these last three pictures, because yeah. all that jazz had that same. If you look at all that jazz with the Jessica Lang scenes as being like somehow like in the final moment before his death, he's giving his own interviews on his life, right? Yeah, so yeah. it's sort that's a of really a, good point. Sort yeah. of, you could call all three of these movies as having a same format. Yeah, yeah. He and he really, yeah, he really hits on it. It's, it's very, it's very polished. There's less interviewing in this movie than, um, than in Lenny, maybe, but it's also not as long and involved and complicated a story either. Yeah, that's true because it, it's only the story of instead of like. I think probably two years, maybe one year, even. Yeah, she die when she was meets 19. Girl, yeah. uh, boy meets girl, boy uh, loses girl, <laughs> boy, boy kills loses girl. shit. Yeah. yeah, loses shit. It's um, and it, and it is again another fact based story. I don't know. Um, I don't know where Fosse, um, where he decided to, to really get. It's not just biographical for himself, but like you said about Lenny, he saw himself in right. Lenny. And there's something in this story, in this Star Eddie story, that he just saw that he really felt like he needed to tell it, I guess. I mean, this it's a movie that is, you've got a sense of, like, impending doom and death coming the whole time, sort of it's hanging over it. It's, it's a good point. Which, I um, mean, you know, there's certainly a lot of fatalism in all that jazz, too. You oh, can maybe yeah, think about yeah. it in that way. Um, apparently, uh, there was a story in The Village Voice by Teresa Carpenter 
that uh, was the basis of it, essentially. A Pulitzer Prize-winning mm, story. Pulitzer Prize, yeah, yeah. yeah, and uh, that was given to Fosse by Patty Chayefsky. And so that's maybe why the film was dedicated there to you him. Go. Maybe and why. Dedicated to But I, yeah. that is sort of a, how they originally came about it. There was already a movie about Dorothy Stratton the year before this, Death mm-hmm. of a Centerfold, with Jamie Lee Curtis. Right, that's But right. I haven't seen it. I don't know. But so the, I haven't either. Yeah, it was a TV movie. This, I'd imagine, is probably better. Uh, uh, I'd imagine. I don't know. But yeah, certainly more imagine. more innovative and stylish than a TV picture from 1982. Yeah, and more brutally uh, yeah. honest, factual. Yes. Um, like, ugh. Well, it's a movie that we see the murder happen in the beginning, right? And then, or we see like that she had already been killed by Paul in the beginning. Yeah. And so we, even if you don't know the true story, you know this is like going to end badly. So every other scene, even if it's just something kind of innocuous happening, there's a real sense of dread going through all of it. From the very From the very beginning. And that's something that really stuck with me on this movie was just how palpably like sort of almost sick it made me feel but in a good way I mean, it means the movie was effective yeah exactly yeah. Yeah, that's exactly uh-huh. what he wanted you yeah. to feel he wanted to feel this revulsion of this this uh and eric roberts is a revelation as far as just he's great you know it takes it's gotta take it's gotta take a superhuman effort to be this horrible right. person as an actor it's gotta consume you know, it, I can see where that kind of role would really just consume your life. And you're working for Bob Fosse, and right. you're working... Who famously works as actors very hard. Very hard, yeah. yeah. Hi, Hello. Paul Snyder. Yeah, I'm Paul Snyder. How you doing? Snyder. Paul. Hello. <laughs> yeah, Paul Snyder. Ah, oh, fuck you. Fuck you all. Bastards. Uh, Eric Roberts is totally up for it. He just He's just this great. smarmy kind of huckster. He's like uh, this, the all-American striver. He's like, uh, uh... All, he reminds me of like a, a evil version of Big Bob from Smile. Like, if <laughs> yeah, that makes yeah, any yeah. sense. Yeah, like he's yeah. Like, Big Bob was like a disco hustler who's uh, who who was always working on. He's always working on getting getting the seedy side of separating guys from their money with like yeah. wet T-shirt contests right. and auto shows and. And always working around women and models, but do things like and he's all these little things like I always got to remember people's names and like these yeah, just yeah, kind of yeah. like a like a politician, sort almost. of like a Dale yeah. Carnegie pimp, right? Well, something. that's what yeah, right, like an all-American striver, right? That exactly. but the evil version, yeah, yeah. The entrepreneur before anybody used the word entrepreneur, exactly right, a hustler, uh, yeah, exactly yeah. right. Well, what does what does Hugh Hefner say? He's a cheap hustler. He even like looks really pimpish. <laughs> Hugh Hefner played by our, fave, our friend Cliff, Cliff Robertson. the Stiff Robertson, Cliff yeah, the Stiff. who I actually like in this movie more than I like him in most things. Yeah, like, I kind of yeah. like his Hefner. I, can't, I yeah. think he kind of, and that's where Hefner didn't like his yeah. portrayal. Is he just is stiff, you know? But he also is Hefner has built an empire on tits and ass, and you know, and but it was stylish tits and ass. Right. What's the joke about Playboy? Is that oh, I buy it for the articles. For the articles yeah, <laughs> and uh, like I told you, my dad subscribed to Playboy from issue one. In fact, if he had saved issue one, probably worth a lot of money. Out, yeah, yeah oh, no doubt. There was a time when we were moving to Florida, which was 1970. He threw a, a bunch of them away because he just had them saved in the garage and. The 
the garbage men stop for like an hour and they're going through, you know, these these guys are just going through the oh wow, look at this. It was really wild. And so I had uh, I had nude women around me in pictorial form my whole <laughs> life. Yeah. Uh, and um and Hefner, you know, was um was if anything not an entrepreneur, he's just more successful than Paul. That's Snyder and the was. movie does that. I think draws parallels to them in the way that like they both come on to Dorothy, played absolutely wonderfully by Mariel Hemingway in a in a great performance. A great performance. Yeah, and like it's gotta been just hard as hell for yeah, her to pull off. Just like so kind of like guileless and innocent and just has no idea what kind of a world she's getting into and you know guys like paul and then later guys like hefner and then later guys like peter bogdanovich or aram in this movie fake Mm -hmm. peter bogdanovich come on with like this i'm gonna take care of you thing but it's also like but i gotta have my thumb on you at the same time kind of thing i also want to sleep with you that's what yeah sure yeah Yeah. Uh, i want i want it all and she's I guess much like Sweet Charity, keeps being taken in by these assholes and falling for them. And hopeful, too. Yeah. yeah. Always hopeful. Um, it never, and guileless, never, never, it never dawns on her that she's in real danger. Yeah. I mean, she's in danger pretty early on, but the red flags, she just kind of ignores them. Yeah. I mean, he picks he's her up. He's a creep in the very first with scene. His, uh, with like a, yeah, with a girl from, uh, probably a girl from the strip club. At the Dairy Queen, he picks the her up Dairy, at the Dairy in Queen. Vancouver. Yeah, yeah, in, in Vancouver, Vancouver. And what yeah. is she, 16? I think she's like, yeah, 17 or something. Yeah, yeah. definitely not 18. No, definitely not definitely 18. Not. Yeah. <laughs> well, what's your name? Dorothy, can I help you? You're beautiful. Me? May I take your order now? I have something sweet, soft, and white. You. She's like in Woody Allen in Manhattan. She's just that's like right. This, yeah, she's in school. You yeah, know? she's a girl in school. She lives was with her mom. had a great run, Mary Oliver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's just a she's just beautiful. She is. And and uh, and and yeah, Eric Roberts. It's just uh, it's just incredible. And another great run. The early '80s for Eric Roberts. You know, yeah, had yeah. Run, we were talking about Train with John Voight, and then yeah, the, yeah. Um, I was talking about. Um, I was talking about uh, uh, Pope, Pope of Greenwich, Greenwich yeah, Village. Which I've not watched, but yeah, I've heard a, a lot about. Movie. Yeah. And then I pointed out that Raggedy Man, he got to be a good guy. Like, huh. my, like my mom said about the border. Oh, Jack Nicholson gets to be a, bo- a good guy finally. Yeah, and I, um, I don't think he ever replicated that run of five years. I mean, after that, he, he was on sitcoms. He was in The Dark Knight real briefly, you know, mm-hmm. as a mobster. And, and he was good in The Dark Knight. He became but, yeah, like a character actor into a character type. Actor. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A lot of a lot of like B stuff too in the nineties, like uh, B movies. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the whole the whole thing is that is is Paul just gradually trying to win over his mom, plays by the fantastic Carol Baker. Yeah, just she is excellent. Legendary, yeah. Uh, legendary actress. And she doesn't trust him at all. Like not, not at from all. the beginning. No, the mom no. knows. No, not yeah. at all. She wants to go. <laughs> I'm slowly beginning to get the idea that you want her to go. That leaves me, her mother. I know this could be a real opportunity for us. It could change our lives. What is this us, our? I don't see any naked pictures of you here, Paul. I don't see any pictures of you with your privates hanging out for the whole world to look at. Let's get the camera. I'm willing. Oh, I bet you are. I don't know. 
She wouldn't even walk around the house in a nightgown before she met you. He takes her to the prom. I mean, it's just really weird. weird stuff. And how old is he supposed to be? Like 26? Yeah, like, he's got to be, be way older. Yeah. yeah. yeah he's really a... bizarre kind of guy. And uh, she convinces her to take nude photos. And then he sends them to Playboy without telling her, I think. Right. right? And, like, uh, yeah. Yeah. And he, he, tries, he tries to get the mom to sign the release because she's not old enough and, and uh, she won't do it. And then uh, the mother, very grief stricken flashback, uh, I mean, a uh, uh, flash-forward interview where she says, I never signed it. Somehow it got signed, yes. But I didn't sign it. I can only guess how. I never would have signed it. She's obviously just crushed because yeah. her daughter's dead and, and she ended up in the Playboy the, the milieu, yeah, with a with a with a forgery. Yeah, that's yeah. I, I actually sort permission. of forgot about that part. Yeah, yeah but yeah, it's, she had not not given the permission it's at all. Horrible. And Dorothy's got a younger daughter who thinks Paul's great. Yeah, because Paul takes her to the carnival or something, right? Like he's yeah. he's just trying just buttering up the all whole tactics, yeah, right? Just trying all the tactics. It. What a fucking sleazy guy. He's so perfect. Yeah, uh, and he he buys a Mercedes at one point and he gets the license plate Star Eighty, yeah. and that's the name of the movie because she's Star the star 80. for the eighties, right? I'm gonna get a license plate. This spells out star 80. <laughs> it's fan fucking tastic. You know, S T A R 80. That's you, star 80. Everyone in this town is going to know who we are. Can you get to the bank? Oh, he's just a slime ball. They, yeah, they end and up living together in LA at this house that they rent with David Clennon, again, our friend from being there. Right? Right, right, I said you should never trust David Clennon in a movie. <laughs> uh, although in this movie, he, he just kind of seems like... I thought it was a little like a soap opera. And I obviously misread him. He was fooled by Paul, too. He never expected guy. it yeah. to ever get there. He thought the guy was nuts and, you know, and... and uh, you know, kind of a loser, you know, and, and but he didn't anticipate. And then there's one really great scene with him and his wife and Roberts where he like flips out in a, Roberts flips out in a jealous rage because Dorothy has been seeing this film director, uh, fake Peter Bogdanovich, right. um, played by Roger Rees, who was in it's, Cheers. Because yeah. she's working on They All Laughed. Right, the ver you know, whatever they call it in this movie. But right. yeah, that's what it's supposed right. to be. But so there's a scene where... Uh, you know, she has mo basically moved on from Paul and is now sleeping with this film director who she met at the Playboy Mansion through Hefner. Right. He uh, and so there's a scene there where he's freaking out and, like, really emotional and da-da-da. And then Clennon and his wife walk out and they're walking to the car. And David Clennon's like... Whoa! Man. I thought I'd crack up when he said she's broken my heart. I didn't think it was funny. I can take a bragging Snyder. I can take a conniving Snyder. Ding. Yeah. I just can't stomach sentimental Snyder. It's about the only time I've liked him. Get out of here. What? I don't know, really. This macho guy like that. Mm -hmm. You don't suppose he'd do anything crazy, do you? Like what? I don't know. Like hurt himself. Not if it means mussing his hair. 
them. So, <laughs> yeah. Which is like, he really could fool people, that fucking guy, you know, yeah, whatever yeah. tactic he was using. Yeah, because he really worked hard at his uh, persona. Like yeah. you said, he was, it was like learn, it, learn everybody's name, glad hand everybody. And even you know, like, and there's sell, sell, sell. One of his early bosses at one of the clubs says in the interview, even after the murder, he says, but not a bad guy. He's a good tipper. Yeah, one thing about that little cocker, he could remember everybody's name if he just met him and met him five years ago. He always remembered their name. Now, I admire that. That's a real gift. Well, you know, yeah, something yeah. like that. He always yeah. had some crazy idea. Yeah. He's making money. He's never making enough money. He yeah. never made enough money. He never made the really big score. That's that line in Days of Heaven with Richard Gere. He said, never going to come up with a big score. When I was growing up, I thought I really would. And they never did. Just that, but an, uh, an, an, a very unlovable loser. That's right, um, a very unlovable yeah, loser. That's he's, right. sleep, he's sleeping with um, He's sleeping with a woman at the club while Dorothy is in L.A. They make the, that pretty clear, too, because he gets so jealous over Dorothy's, you know, alleged uh, infidelities. Meanwhile, he's like, consistently cheating on her right yeah, like yeah, that that, yeah. that whole hypocrisy of it all yeah is... i mean we mentioned that lenny's hypocrisy is sleeping he's he's he slept with a nurse while his That's wife right. was recovering from their auto accident and uh yeah and then you know he convinces her there's another scene in lenny where he convinces his wife to um to have a three-way yeah, and then, and then then he gives her a bunch Starts of shit calling for her a dyke liking and it. And she like said, that. "I thought you wanted me to." You know, he just I forgot all about that scene. Yeah. Guys who want it both ways. Yep. You know? they wanted it six ways from Sunday, and the girls is just the object. And Dorothy, poor thing, man, she was just a complete object. Yeah, I want to leave. It really is. It's pretty devastating. Yeah, and you know, and that the, scene. There's also a scene when the clan's wife is like a barbecue, and he's Paul's barbecuing up on above the, the garage. The weird sex machine the, thing yeah, that he made. I only made it as a joke. Yeah, the and it's last like a refuge. Bench, yeah, it's like a bench where you strap him on there, and the, ugh. And it's cutting away to like after he had killed her as well, or yeah, right before. And uh, blood all over the place, yeah. and he's just like pouring sweat, and, and he's saying, "What does he say?" We had everything going for us. But you fucks wouldn't let me in. Big fucking deal. Well, you can take your magazine, your mansion, and your movies and shove them all up your ass now. Liar. Yeah. That reminds me of of the book and movie Christine. The guy, uh, LeBay, who owned the car before Arnie, was always talking about the shitters. Yeah, gotta (laughs) get the shitters. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, man. Um... Her agent uh, takes her to. Uh, I, I noticed this, and you'll you'll like it. When her agent takes her to the Bogdanovich character's house to yeah, a meeting, I remember that. The agent's driving a Pinto. Oh yeah, yeah that is yeah. why I noticed that. Yeah, yeah, it was hilarious. I love good I said, stuff. Oh, yeah. yeah, good stuff. And Dorothy also says, "Absolutely, absolutely." I noticed that. Yeah, yeah we. So we'll be, I we'll put be that in there. there. Yep. Yeah, you're my queen. He mm. keeps uh, Snyder keeps saying, "You're my queen. You're my queen." God, it's fucking frightening. Yeah, and you know, uh, she and then when she she gets to the the Bogdanovich character named Aram in the movie, played by Roger Rees, um, Roger Rees, who is on Cheers as the guy who, who owned the bar, it. right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, the he, was Rebecca's boss. I don't even remember what was his name in that show. I don't remember. Uh, Robin Colcord. That was go. his name in that show. Bingo. But there you go. He uh, he's in there, and he also is like 
trying to control her a little bit. I don't want you to see him anymore. The whole thing could be handled in other ways. Promise me you won't see him anymore. Which yeah, would good. have been, you know, a good idea, but it's still like he wants his thumb on her. It's yeah, the same yeah, as Hefner. Yeah. It's the same as Paul. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're trying to. They're trying. Everybody's got their idea of what's best for her, and it and and none of it comes none coming of it from comes her. True. Yeah. And none of it's coming from her. Either. That's right. Well, that's what I mean. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly right. Yeah. That's exactly correct. Because she's just so wide-eyed and kind of like befuddled. She takes whatever they say. Right. 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 Yeah. You also pointed out that. Um, that Hefner, there's a scene in in the end of the movie where Hefner After she's is still, murdered, yeah. he's got his loop out and he's looking at all these pictures of the next playmate. Yeah, what what, whoever's the next playmate. Just like thing. I was thinking, she's a maybe for November. Where's she from? Davenport, Iowa. I like her. Which reminded me so much of a line in Lenny when at the end of the interviews, Artie the agent just says, "I'm afraid that's uh, that's all the time I have." Uh, I have to get out to the valley, catch a comic. Yeah, Fair, the machine the keeps step. rolling. Yeah, like yeah. at the end of Paul Schrader's great movie Blue Collar, when there's this thing about like how many cars made this year, and it just keeps rolling and rolling yeah, and rolling. Yeah, it's an assembly line. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, a human assembly line. Yep. So, um, so Dorothy makes a tragic mistake of going back to him. Yep. One last time to to tell him to to get him divorce papers and just to end it, and. Um, He's purchased a shotgun from uh, from some guy yeah. out in a junkyard yeah. where they're testing it out. It's only been used once or twice. You and know, it's to just... notice, like, after he buys the gun and then he hires this private investigator. Are you her manager? Yes. Got any contracts? Any papers? No, but... But it was something you both talked about, right? It was understood, right? Yes, it was understood. You had a verbal contract then, right? That's right. We had a verbal contract. We're a team. I discovered her. Yeah, I know. You said that. Well, maybe... Maybe we can try suing him for enticement to breach her management contract with you. Yeah, that's it. Not so fast. I'm not a lawyer. I'd have to check with one. I know we'd have to have documentation. I'd like to kill this son of a bitch. Can't help you with that. Played by Josh Mostel. I knew yeah, it was Josh, Josh Mostel, right yeah. yeah. Um, Zero Mostel's son, who mm -hmm. also plays a detective in an extremely weird Burt Reynolds, Angie Dickinson horror movie called The Maddening. If anybody wants oh, yeah, to watch, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that's right. It's wild. It's yeah. but you know, different story uh, uh, about the maddening. Yeah. <laughs> Josh, uh, it's great though. It's uh, it's just they're trying to figure out the angle. How the, uh, the angle, the alienation of affection. Uh, you have a contract. You have no, yeah. no written contract. It's all verbal, and he's just trying to figure out. And of course, he's he he tells Paul that she's at one hotel and Aram's at another hotel. Mm -hmm. But every night she's at his hotel when they're shooting and the movie. Yeah. Back in the morning, and he said they're doing a really good job of hiding it. Mm -hmm. Because they probably know that Paul's a lunatic. Right, right. Yeah, right. In fact, Josh yeah. Mostel's character, the detective, is trying to call Paul as he's killing yeah, him. Yeah, I know. And he's like, uh, uh, the movie cuts from like him saying that to the scene actually when he's murdering, when Paul is murdering Dorothy, and you hear the phone go off. And yeah, you know it's yeah. like, oh, if only he'd answered that call, right? You right, right, maybe, right. Maybe it would have just cooled everything down or something. Yeah, yeah maybe, maybe. But yeah. it's not to be. Not to be. Yeah, horrifying. Rough stuff, rough stuff. Horrifying. Do you notice that uh, near the end there, um, pretty much from the scene where he buys the gun on, the music is almost like exorcist music.
Yes. Yeah. I did notice yeah, that. Yeah, and it was... Ralph it, Burns did the music here again, but it... It felt like a Schrader movie or, or something. something. Or something, yeah. Very, or like, I don't know, Bernard Herrmann or something. It was yeah, really yeah. spooky. Yeah, yeah, very spooky. Yeah, very spooky. Um, but, and... That did not come into the movie, I don't think, until the end, right? right. Yeah, up, in, right. up until right. that point, right. the music had mostly been and, like pop songs, like Rod Stewart or, or yeah, you know, yeah, YMCA. Yeah, and yeah. yeah. as you pointed out, we knew right away from the very beginning of the movie that he killed her. Right, and that's, yeah. And, and that's, that's uh, that, he still works it. It, it just works uh it works that weave of the the of time compression and va- bouncing back from here to now. You're always in the now, but you're always in the past. It, it's uh, again great editing. Yep, um, I, wanted, I wanted to I wanted to point out a sidebar, and I think I said this already, but um, uh, the, this auto show that he's trying to yeah, he's the, trying to put very together. early in the movie, yeah, yeah, trying he's to pimp out some girls basically. Yeah, there's two girls, and he's like, okay, and they get in the he says, get in the car and talk to you, and he talks to them, and they're in the back seat, and he's trying to hook them up with these old grizzled old these auto guys, uh, yeah, yeah, car dealers from uh, oh these guys are Oldsmobile guys, this guy's a Ford guy. I am not fucking for money, Paul. She's not, but I am. <laughs> Look, let me talk to him again and get it straightened out. And one of the girls is Gwen Wells. From, from Nashville, which, yeah. Which we already said. We mentioned that, But yeah. the other girl was, um, or did we already say this? I think I we had this, this conversation before, yeah, in about Deborah Geffner, right? Yeah, yeah, and neither one of them got credit. In That's the so credits. weird. Yeah. yeah. And, and I, yeah. Like, I noticed Gwen, Gwen Wells right away. Anybody who's seen an Altman sure, movie and, knows her. Yeah. She's in California Split. And Nashville, of and course. Nashville, yeah, never get enough Yeah, she's a reluctant stripper in Nashville and... She's in that whole movie. That's so. you know what her character in Nashville is kind of a interesting analog to Dorothy Stratton. That's a good point. Yeah, that's a really that just good came point. to me. That's a really good point. Hmm. But Dorothy Stratton, I mean, yeah, it's a it's a shame that this was Fosse's last movie because he didn't uh, he didn't survive his very hectic and and uh, and crazy life of. Uh, Taking Dexedrine every morning and working constantly, drinking tons of and tons yeah. of booze and drinking tons lots of, of cigs, yeah, <laughs> smoking wine and drinking cigs. Yeah. <laughs> There's a scene in all the jazz where he is at the doctor and he and the doctor are both just singing. <laughs> yeah, 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 so yeah. Funny. <laughs> <laughs> It's like the old school doctor in the Woody Allen in Annie Hall where he's like, well, we need to enjoy ourselves while we can. <laughs> yeah, he's smoking a cigarette, yeah. You know, doctors and John Wayne and everybody who died of cancer are all like, you know, lucky strikes. Yeah. yeah my man, it's cool. And yeah. Does, You ever see the old ads where, you know, seven out of ten doctors smoke camels? Exactly. Anyways, do you notice that, uh, 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 Hef will randomly say etc. in the middle of sentences. Dorothy, it's going to take uh, a couple of weeks or so to come to a decision on this thing, etc. Playboy is a very special magazine, Dorothy. There's no other magazine like it. All the writers, editors, photographers, all the girls, etc. We all have a very special relationship. You have to understand, Dorothy, that a third party is in kind of a funny position, etc. when you're trying to counsel somebody about a marriage. A couple times in the movies, like it's, I don't know, is that a thing that the real Hugh Hefner does that Cliff just picked up on? I, I don't There's know. a couple of where he's like gesturing with his pipe, etc. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, it could be. Yeah. It could be that uh, somebody who knows Hefner personally. Yeah, uh, it's such a weird, weird little touch. It happens three times in the movie. Or so yeah, yeah. Paul really, uh, Paul Snyder really blows it at the at the. Uh, 
at the Playboy Mansion when he finally is getting into be you know a position to be a power guy and, and you know make his move, he ends up just blowhard nonsense with some actor like. Uh, it was, I don't think it's a it's real guy, but jealous. like a TV. Yeah. It's like a what did the, what oh, was his show, name? What did it end yeah. three years ago? You know, just like just like, Vince Roberts was. There was a character, yeah, but I, I don't. That was. Just, it's uh, I think it's fictional. It's just sort of supposed to be some TV a star. Composite yeah, of, some, uh, TV of, star. some TV star. TV yeah. star. And uh, but yeah, Eric Roberts really, really. Um, it's almost like it's his movie, but it's not. Well, like, he does sort of overwhelm it, right? With his like, yeah. well, just in that he overwhelmed Dorothy's life, right? He overwhelms her movie. It right? makes a yeah. lot of sense, yeah. yeah. And he he is a he is a murderer yep. too. So yeah, it's just really hard to avoid him. You won't forget Paul Snyder. Uh, as much as you want to, you want to crawl out of your seat when you're watching this movie, man. It's just. Uh, and I agree with you. Oh, it is. God. And, yeah, that's uh, uh, yeah. Why I think it's so very uniquely effective is because of that dread that is pervading every mm-hmm. single moment, no there matter what's go. happening on screen. There you go. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, early media speculation. Welcome back to the Wikipedia podcast, by the way. <laughs> early media speculation suggested that Harry Dean Stanton might be cast in the role of Hefner. That wow, that would have been weird. Wild. Yeah, that kind of strange. Um, yeah, but there you go. That, uh, I think that's Star 80 for you. Uh, yeah, I think we, it is, too. We can't do... Uh... Oh, Keenan Ivory Waynes was in the movie for a second. Oh, Did you I, notice I, him? I wrote yeah. that down. I he forgot to say that. comedian for a second. I think I noticed about black dudes and white dudes is that like, black people chastise their kids more. And as a result, you don't see black people doing crazy things like shooting the president. That's true, because if a brother would have shot the president, as they were leading him away, and been like, look, man, just don't tell my mama, man. My mama would kill me, man. Yeah, yeah he does get credit, too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the girls didn't get credit. Yep. Um, that's weird. Yeah. But it's great. It's a great movie. Yeah. I think it's, it's very good. Movie. You should, uh, you should all watch it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, unlike the rest of the episodes, we can't do a, what else did Bob Fosse direct? Cause he, he didn't direct any other movies. He didn't direct yeah. any other movies. I mean, he had a, he had a, um, he had a killer turn as a, I, I'm trying to remember the movie he danced in. Um, he and Gwen Verdon did a sequence in a, in a movie oh. where um, an early musical, and I didn't do my fucking homework again. But um, yeah, he was, um, you know, he was a beatnik uh, guy in a black t-shirt and a bandana around his neck, and, uh, and his black shoes and white socks and black pants, and yeah, he looks, and Gwen and her leotard. Looks like he had several acting credits early, yeah. early in the fifties before mm-hmm. he directed. Yeah, several yeah. acting credits. Oh, like Kiss Pacific me, Kate. Or... Give me, give a girl a break. Kiss me, Kate. Right. Yeah, that's there you go. So there you go. Yeah, mm-hmm. he was. Uh, he worked his way up the ladder. Uh, he directed one other thing. Actually, it's a television special called Liza with a Z. He directed that. I yeah. didn't know that. Yeah. I and, saw that. Yeah, that's. Yeah. I want. I, I'd like to see it because it's sort of in her cabaret character, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And I guess he directed an episode of some television um, show in 1959 called Star Time, a single episode. Who I knows? didn't know that. Yeah, either. I don't know what that is, but wow. he directed one episode in 1959. Back in the golden age of TV, yeah. when uh, they would uh, play Playhouse 90 and. Right. Uh, Texaco and, uh, Theater or something yeah, like that. Yeah, 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 where they put on actual real real stories. It wasn't yeah. radio anymore. It was radio with pictures. Right, and guys like yeah. Robert Altman and John Frankenheimer yeah, and, and Aldrich, Robert Aldrich yeah, and Sidney Lumet. All these guys were in that, that, that milieu. Yeah, yeah, and you got early 
turns from Warren Beatty and Robert Redford. Yeah. We were talking about Robert Redford being in Perry Mason. Mm-hmm. Yes, we mentioned that, I yeah. think, in one of our earlier episodes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, great For stuff. For sure. Yeah. All right. Um, oh, by the way, since we're talking about Liza Minnelli vaguely, everyone should go out and watch the movie Rent-A-Cop with Burt Reynolds. Very good. And uh, I loved her in Arthur. Oh, yeah. Arthur. Also great. Yeah. Original Arthur. Yeah, also and, great. Uh, oh, <laughs> John Gielgud. Oh, God. Try not to speak. <laughs> I, that that was uh, five films from Bob Fosse, I think. They're, uh, that's it. Is that all we got for us today? Yep. Okay, we cool. Got. We'll see you whenever we see you. That's right. And whenever we bring you... It's five gonna, more films. going to be five more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bye.